You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 <laughs> welcome back to this Black Guy Therapy. <laughs> What's up? What up, y'all? What's happening, man? Oh, nothing, man. Nothing, nothing much. Just happy to be here. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Yeah. We, we down one. We are down one today, but that's okay. Yeah, we're going to make it happen. The next episode, the guest. The guest. <laughs> the infamous guest, Henry, will be back. But until then, um, it's going to be me and you today. We're going to hold this down. Yeah, we got it. So again, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to us, we got to let you know that we are a therapeutic podcast. We are a podcast designed for black men to vent about black issues that affect us daily. Um, we're designed, again, for black men. But hey, we, we like for everybody to listen because you might learn something. Absolutely. So. If you and again, if you haven't listened to us, understand that each week we discuss a different topic. So today I'm going to let Joel take it away. And uh, what we got today, we're going to dig in a little bit on black stats, specifically, again, around black men. But just some of the statistics that have been captured that are specific to us. Found a lot of stuff that's really interesting. Some of it I had no idea. Some of it I, I could have guessed. And okay. then there's the information that's kind of in between. But I think it's good for us to just to know uh, some of this information because it kind of creates a narrative also. So just understanding where narratives come from is based on information like this. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I guess just take us away. What what we need to know about black stats. So I'm going to start here. And, and what, what I want us to do is uh, for each one of these, I'm, I'm going to read through them first. Because I got a couple of pages worth it. So there's tons of data. But as I read through these, if, if we want to kind of jump in and dig in a little bit on them, okay. you know, just let me know. Otherwise, I'll just kind of read through them. Okay. That's fine with me. All right. So first thing I've got here is black men live 7.1 years less than other racial groups. Really? I would like to pause there. Why do you think that is? Trauma. <laughs> no seriously I, I do think that, that I think that that I mean trauma is one of them but I think that there's maybe a, a host of things that could that could go into play when, when we're talking about uh, life expectancy of black men right mm -hmm. um, does that account for and, and I don't this is going to sound kind of I don't know stereotypical but what is what is that account accounting for is that accounting for like everything that happens to us health wise and like killing and all that stuff see or that, is that that's the interesting part about this why i said what i said earlier because we're talking about creating a narrative it yeah. doesn't say specifically so that's why i was like this is interesting i want to pause right here because it doesn't say what factors into the the life expectancy here it just says that 7.1 years less now i agree with it but I don't know what to attribute to that. And I I think it's it's lazy for people to just be like, it's homicide. It's right. violence within the community. I right. think that's lazy. Obviously, we're living long lives. Yes, yes. So that makes sense. Um, I guess my question is, and I guess I just asked this question, but I'm going to ask it again. Does it account, like, does it account for health? Because I, I, would, I would think that, that we not living long lives because health reasons, right? I mean, let's think about it. Um, black people have 
high rates of of heart heart disease, mm-hmm. um, diabetes. Yeah. Um, there's something I think we're I think black people black especially black men I think black men have a higher um, rate of some type of can is it's either colon cancer or oral really oral really I knew we had we was in some in a statistic for yep. for cancer um, I just didn't know which one it was I thought it was colon cancer and the other one the health and I, I'm I'm not even gonna say it I want to surprise people with this one okay and so let me go to the next one. Black men have a higher death rate than women for all leading causes of death. Huh? You buy that? I don't know. I I, I want to know how they got this number. Like, how did they come up with it? It would be awesome if there was a link outside of each one of these stats where they broke down where this information and what's attributed, but it doesn't. So that's why I'm like, this is interesting. We need to hear this. Yeah. But at the same time, kind of grain of salt. Yeah. So for all the listeners, Hear this information, but don't make don't don't try to cash your check based off of this information. Right. At least not yet. All right. Black men experience disproportionately higher death rates in all leading causes of death. And that's across the board. Again. That's interesting to me. Because like skin cancer, I I, I can't imagine we die from skin from skin cancer more than our white counterparts. I can't either. Maybe maybe it's the sunscreen that we put on, but I use natural sunscreen, so yeah, I don't know. But it, <laughs> but it also does say leading causes, so maybe it's it's a specific. So what we probably need to look at is what are the leading causes of death amongst Americans in general, and maybe that'll kind of help to put this into perspective. That makes it, sense. Don't know though. That makes sense. All right, huh? Forty percent of black men die prematurely from cardiovascular disease, which is what you just I mentioned. I said that earlier. Yeah. As compared to 21% of white men, 40% of black men versus 21% of white men. Cardiovascular disease. So why are we not taking care of our hearts? What, what contributes to that? Well, the, (laughs) the, the typical American diet attributes to it. However, if you want to go a little deeper, um, a lot of our people are, in, and let me say this, we are not by any means um, poor in poverty because right. there are areas that are, you know, that don't have a lot of poverty, mm-hmm. but are still in the food desert. Yes. So I think that a lot of our people live in what they call food deserts and we're not able to get access to the, the fresh food fruits and vegetables and yeah. stuff that we need convenience, which, which helps to, well, when you don't have access to that, it, it adds to what you just said, right? That's why we're high in that, in that stat. But I, hell man, let's, let's just be real. You know, even in our neighborhoods, let's, let's take our neighborhood for, for example, you ride down the street, what you got? Liquor stove, mm-hmm. uh, McDonald's, mm-hmm. Burger King, uh, check cash, check cash, mm-hmm. Starbucks, uh, Church's Chicken, uh, Zaxby's. Yeah. I can keep going. Sonic, yeah, yeah. Sonic, I mean, we can keep yeah, going. We got Sonic. Uh, we do got a subway, but you got all these things, and they're within you know minutes of, yes. of our homes. Yes, and there are what this is one. We're in one neighborhood, right? Right, but there's four or five neighborhoods around here. So right. think about all those people having that access. It's the same thing. So mm, yeah, there you go. Makes sense. 
All right. Black men have a higher incidence and a higher rate of death from oral cancer. Interesting. Mm. I don't know what it's true. Maybe, maybe they're saying that men of color don't go to the dentist because you would imagine that things like that would be yeah. discovered during a visit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there are some people who have an inherent fear of the dentist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. black, black yeah. people, black males. Um, I mean, you go back to, back to uh, George Washington days and George Washington was using his enslaved person's teeth. Right. Right. Weird. As, with his dent for his dentures. Weird. So yeah. Which is interesting to me, but whatever. So here's one. I'm, this one kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Black men are five times more likely to die of HIV or AIDS. Okay. So <laughs> the conspiracy theorist in me says that the AIDS and HIV virus is a manufactured virus and it was implanted in areas that uh, inhabited with people that look like us. But that's the conspiracy theorist in me, right? So I, but I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that's, that is why it is, but the conspiracy theorist in me says AIDS was manufactured by the government, government put it into these neighborhoods for population control. So let's back your theory with fact. Okay. The Tuskegee experiment. I, ooh, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I was, I, was, I was just about to say, and some people are going to think I'm crazy, but then I'm just going to say, what about the Tuskegee experiment? So here's one of the things that bothers me. Anytime we talk about the potential for there to be some type of underhanded, secret, evil scheme or plot against people of color, people look at us like we're crazy, right? Yep. Tuskegee experiments, that actually happened. Yep. Government acknowledged it and paid those people out. Right. <laughs> so right. they know they messed up. Anytime you're paying money, you know you messed up. So for people who don't know, let's kind of just break down what the Tuskegee experiments were. Some of the folks were intentionally infected with syphilis. The goal was to see what those impacts or effects would be. Yep. Now, they didn't do this on any other group. They did it on men of color. So what that tells me is bigger than just the down the line strategy. It tells you the value that was put on our lives. Exactly. Now they're like test rats, test mice. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? We're going to test black people. We're going to test humans that don't matter. Exactly. So I've always thought that was a very interesting concept. But but you know it's crazy, and, and we're in the middle of an election cycle coming up, right? Um, but it's it's funny because you know how the way you know the way they marketed it marketed the um, Tuskegee experiment towards black people, right? No, mm -mm. no, no. So um, they kept telling them, "Hey, you're you're going to receive free health care." So they're going into these neighborhoods or I, I don't even think I don't remember if they went into the neighborhood or if they just had like a flyer <clears throat> that was like, hey, look, how did they promote? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there was um, because I know there was a doctor, there was a black doctor and a black nurse who 
they were, you know, were trying to get people on board, but they didn't know what was going on. Of course. Right. Of course. Um, but yeah, they, they just kept telling them, Hey, look, you're going to receive free healthcare and we're going to give you shots. And these shots are going to protect you from whatever. And it's courtesy of the government. Right? right. So the government lied to the people, right? Not only did they lie to the people, they lied to the black people, big whoop, right? They always right. lying. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sold us a dream. Yeah. And infected us with a virus. Right. And then told us we wouldn't work shit. Right. Okay. And left left untreated. Yep. Yep. We want to see what happens when you do not treat this disease. Totally crazy. Yep. But again, that whole three-fifths of a human concept comes right back into place. So when we talk about the evolution and how slavery is not there, but the Constitution says only way your, your, uh, your rights, your human rights are taken away from you is if you go to prison. Yep. Slavery, same thing. So same thing with this is everything has its evolution and it's all dirty games, but man, think about it though. Like this, it, it it's so much bigger than just, just one group. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I, I say that, I say that to say this, the public health administration. So the governments, the, the people, so what is that? Is it, that's not the CDC. I, I guess we have a public health. Um, Got to. Yeah. So that group was working with, Tuskegee University. Now they're working with Tuskegee University. So they've, they've come in, they've built this trust Mm -hmm. and now they're like, Hey, we want to do a study on, I don't know, six, I think they said it was 600 impoverished African-Americans and we, and and we want to give them free medical care, free meals, and free burial insurance for participating in the study. So they knew it was an experimental something, mm-hmm. but they didn't know exactly what, what it was. Right. right. So, but think about the the trust that they built with the university. Mm-hmm. Now, those people who are working at the University of Black, because Tuskegee is an all black college, right? right? So now you have these people at the university who are going out into the community, like, hey, look, man, they've been working with us. It's all good. Vouching. So now you you got this trust here that yeah. gives them free range to us and then they screw us access. So, so what's crazy about that is again, it's, it's the same old story. Yeah. I've always felt like we are in the position we are in culturally because we are very trusting. Yeah. We're very forgiving. We're very accepting of other people, other things, other cultures, other ideas, ideals. Well, that's because we, I'm going to be quiet. Well, no, no, you're right. (laughs) I'm going to be quiet. We didn't have a choice in a lot of circumstances. Yes, (laughs) you're you're absolutely right. But I think, again, just just dating, even if we go back to to predating slavery, Mm -hmm. I just feel like we were more susceptible because our our agenda was not the same. Yeah. It seems like other cultures had an agenda, and the agenda was to do dirt. When you look at the European culture as a, for instance, um, it seems like every other group that they came into contact with, it was the same story, just played out a different way. Lying, cheating, stealing, yeah. killing. It was every group they touched. You saw the same pattern. So yeah. I'll leave that there. I'm not don't want to go too deep into the weeds on that. But man, screw this. I'm going deep. I'm go ahead, brother. I'm, I'm here now. I'm go here. ahead. <laughs> I'm here. And you pissed me off. Now I'm here. <laughs> no, but you know what's crazy? And I don't think a lot of people know this, but um, the cent- it was the CD- CDC. The CDC told those people that they were going to be treated 
for bad blood, which back then when people said you had bad blood, it was a colloquialism for that described things such as syphilis, anemia, which black people are anemic. Primarily. Yeah. yeah. And and fatigue. Now, the people they 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 did it on fatigue. Now, if they work in the sharecroppers, most of them going to feel like they're always fatigued. They're going to feel like they fatigue. So like, well, shit, I'm going to sign up and do this. Yeah. See, mm, 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 mm. dirty game. Told them they was being treated for bad blood. T- told them it was only going to last um, six months. Lasted 40 years. Wow. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that leads me back to the point that I started with. When we talk about these facts, there's agendas out there to try to cover stuff like this. To make it seem like the cause is not here. The cause is within this group. So that's why I said some of this information I think is good to hear. Some of it I think is valid. Yeah. But some of it I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one. Right. So let me jump into this one. All right. Yeah. Go on. Cause I'll be talking. Likewise. <laughs> right. Likewise. 44% of black men are considered overweight. You buying or selling? Ooh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of, well, okay. My question is, are they going off the, the, you know, the U S standard of, you know, that height. Great weight. question. Cause, cause if you're going off that, then everybody's overweight. Great question. Cause I'm overweight point. technically. Isn't I'm, that crazy? And I'm skinny. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So I've seen some people considered to be morbidly obese and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, so if they're going off that, then yes, I can see it. And I mean, let's, I mean, let's just be real. Black people were, were bigger than, than, our white counterparts most of the time most of the time yes um but you know i agree because because you think about it all the all the standards are created off of our white counterparts right Right. so they they are the standard right so i guess if you're five eight you're supposed to be you know 130 pounds yeah which makes sense a white man right (laughs) but if you're five eight and slow right and you 160 pounds that don't make sense to me. Right. But, right. No, that's a good point. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It says 24% of us are obese. That's all black men. 24% of all are obese. Don't know if I'm buying that. Here's what I will say. Thankfully, and, and, and I'm fortunate, I live down the street from you. Yeah. Which means that you work out. I get to work out. Yeah. <laughs> so we work out. Yeah. That often, is true. That right? is true. What I do think about is how many other people in our neighborhood work out often? I don't know because I'm not with them all the time. Yeah. But if I had to bet or guess, I would be willing to bet that it's probably you and I, men of color, that work out consistently as the majority. Yeah. I, are, are you saying in general men of color work out? Is that kind I, of maybe your opinion? I'm saying that men in general, I don't think, I think the it's a smaller percentage of us that do actually care about our physical health enough to work out consistently. Yeah. I think the greater number of us in general. So when I see this 24% are obese, I'm like, I would imagine that 30 40% of men in general are obese. 
that would be my guess. Makes sense. But I would certainly not keep it to just men of color. I would say men in general. Okay. All right. It makes sense. I'm not going to argue that. So black men suffer more preventable oral diseases that are treatable. And that kind of ties ties into the oral cancer piece. Yeah. A higher incidence of diabetes and prostate cancer. Okay, see, I knew it was one of them cancers down. Yeah. It was prostate, colon, one of them. Yeah, and, and prostate makes sense because the test is not something that we are accepting of in our community, right. historically, right. culturally, especially being men. That's that's not okay. Yeah. But you got to get it done. You got to get it done. <laughs> I got it done. I, I told the doctor, I said, you're going to buy me a drink first. Cause this is, <laughs> I said, I don't know how I feel about this. Right, right. I need a cigarette after. But it was fast, and you're just like, okay, all right, I'm good, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my doctor, she, she's she's African, so she just, she just laughed. like. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. So, funny funny story. Uh, next Monday is actually my, my B-Day. Hey. Number 40. Hey, it's time to get it. It's time to get it. Time to get it. I got one earlier, because... I, they thought I, they thought that they had found some cancerous stuff. So I was like, uh, gotcha. so I had to get one earlier in my twenties. So. And, and that's not, a, that's not the worst thing ever either. No, it's, it's not a problem. Say, say you can, you know, wait until, but if you can do it before, do it. Yeah. It's hard for, for you to wrap your mind around, of course. But I mean, it, if your intention is to be here, Oh yeah. There's no nothing doubt. wrong with checking out. If you don't no care doubt. if you're here or not, don't get it checked out. Yeah, I go to the doctor for everything. Like, Likewise. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm sick, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the doctor. Yep. And, and I'm not I'm not sitting around and because and that's a, I think that's the thing that happens with us too with black men like we oh I'm straight I'm good I'll, yep. I'll get over it I'm fine. Well, the other thing is when growing up, I didn't I didn't know a lot about benefits health benefits from a job, and that's because a lot of us didn't have health benefits from a job. We were working odd jobs. Right. Where it was maybe just something, uh, a quick hourly thing, or you just, uh, for this period of time, like three months. There was not a lot of conversation around health benefits. So being able to go to the doctor for everything was not a thing. Yeah, you went to the doctor, you, you got to pay. Yeah, and then you, you went if you absolutely had to go. Yeah, if you're missing an arm, you better go to the doctor. And don't and don't let an ambulance come out and they be like, well, we can take, no, nah, nope, we'll drive. we good, we'll, we'll drive. drive. <laughs> yep, you're that's right. A, that's a bill right there. And we don't have the resources. So that's another topic to yep. tie into our health issues. Yep. All right. Black men have a high suicide rate. It's the third leading cause, third leading cause of death in 15 to 24-year-olds. It doesn't say what one and two are, but it says it's the third. If you had to guess what, what potentially outside of homicide could be the other one, because I would imagine in that area what they would try to say is homicide is number one yeah but what can number two be to cause that i don't you know i don't know i would think especially in our community i mean you had the you had everybody getting joked joked on like if you wasn't thick skinned i mean you get eaten by the sharks right Mm -hmm. um you better come with some jokes right uh also you know i think a lot of our um and I'm I'm old I'm old ball player, so a lot of our kids playing football. I think that that taking hits to the head got something to do with it. As a matter of fact, um, some former football player in the NFL just died um, of suicide, um, not too long ago, like a few days ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't see he this. had a twin brother. They both played in the in the NFL. Um, I think one committed suicide first, or 
or was killed tragically somehow. Um, and then the other one committed suicide. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it wasn't, um, cause he wasn't, he wasn't like a well-known guy, gotcha. but I, gotcha. I did see the article about this. Oh, I forgot that kid's name, but they were twin brothers and they both played in the NFL. And I think they both killed themselves. Wow. Now I'm not saying that the NFL has anything to do with them killing themselves. However, um, we are now starting to see that these cats with, uh, CTE is, it's something, something is going on. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously black kids playing a lot of football, trying to get to school, trying to make it to the league. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. That's actually a great point. I, I don't think we talk enough about how many people from our community. I'll talk about me, for example. I, I used to work at my game basketball, but I didn't work really, really hard at it until after I graduated. I didn't know how much work it took realistically on my own to be great. Yeah. When I started working on my own and I started seeing the results and I was like, wow, I was okay in high school. I wasn't, I wasn't a standout player, but the year after my level jumped significantly, but it's because I was working so much just on my game. Yeah. But I didn't have a plan for working. I didn't really think like, all right, what, what will it take for me to get to the NBA? I was just thinking that it would just happen, you know, like maybe it'll just happen. I don't know. I didn't really have a plan or goal set for myself, an improvement plan. I didn't have anything in place. It was just this, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm pretty good at it. So let me keep doing it and see what happens. And I think to your point, that's what we see in our community so much. It's not that guys really think they're going to get to the NFL. Some of them think they are. Oh yeah. But there's a lot of them that they just play because they play and they wind up being pretty good, but they don't really have a plan. They're not really working to really achieve that goal. It's just something that they're doing. Right. I mean, that's funny. You say that. uh, I remember, well, I guess it's been almost 10 years now, but Western Kentucky had a football player or no, I I, I take that back. They had a basketball player, big dude quit playing basketball. Well, I think he didn't make it to the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. Or the NBA playing basketball so he's like well, i'm gonna play football i think he had like an extra year to play football and just raw talent is and they're like holy crap this dude is is actually decent right, right? dude's been in the nfl now for like six seven eight years maybe 10 years i feel like it's been about 10 years but yeah. he was a lineman for the seahawks for a long time See? and it's like wow this kid just was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna try this oh okay well decent at it yeah Let's see what it takes me yep no plan. Yeah. But there's just this hope that I don't even want to call it a hope, but there's it's almost like a, this is what you're supposed to do, because in your neighborhood, you either got to do this, this or this. Yep. And I'm not even going to name the stereotypes, but they're not a whole lot of options. You got a couple of paths that are acceptable in your community and you just follow one of them and yep. whatever happens, happens. I agree. All right. So 10 leading causes of death among among black Americans. Heart disease is number one. Okay. Which is 23.4% of total deaths. I believe it. I agree. Cancer is number two, 21.3%. I believe that. I believe it too. Number three is stroke at 5.6%. I believe that. I believe that. Number four, unintentional unintentional injuries at 5.5%. And I would imagine that's like accidents, car accidents, yeah. random, you know, things that you really can't prevent. Um, Number five is diabetes. I would have imagined this would have been higher. Yeah. Number five at 4.3%. 
Number six, chronic lower respiratory disease at 3.3%. That's kind of a shocker for me. Because okay, I'm yeah, like yeah. pneumonia, I would imagine, stuff like that. I, I don't know. But is I don't that know upper that respiratory? <laughs> yeah. I guess pneumonia. Bronchitis, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I don't know. There's another one I'm thinking of. I can't think of it right now. Okay. But yeah, that. <laughs> Number seven is homicide. And that's at 3%. Okay. Number eight, kidney disease at 2.8. Number nine, Alzheimer's disease at 2.6. And then number 10, I don't know what this is, but it's septicemia. Okay. At 2%. I'm not really sure what that. I need to look that one up, but that's so number 10. About seven out of 10, six or seven out of 10 items are all preventable. Yes. And they all have to deal with our diets. Yes, sir. Right? And exercise. And exercise. Yep. Now, what is that telling people out there listening? If you're smart, you'll know you need to exercise. Yep. Sitting around and on your uh, couch playing 2K all day ain't going to work for you. You got to move. Yeah. They say you got to move at least 30 minutes a day. I agree with that. So you got to do something. And we also have to understand, so, so my wife and I are vegan, but I don't think vegan saves you. No. Because there's still potato chips and things like that that aren't considered, that are, that are non-vegan, but... They're still processed. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that. You can't eat fried chicken and other dishes with high calories and high cholesterol over and over and over. Because when they tell you how long this stuff stays in your system, if you're eating it four, five, six, seven days a week, it doesn't have a, yeah, it doesn't have time to get out of you. Right. It doesn't have time to clear itself out. So everything in moderation, too much of anything is bad for you. Yeah. That's water too. Too much of anything is bad for you, but to Todd's point, you got to exercise. You got to watch your intake, food, beverage. Yep. You got to get your rest. Yep. And you got to get up and move around. Yep. You got to do all those things. Yep. Well, let's take a break here. We're going to go pay some bills. We'll be right back. Black Eye Therapy, we have paid some bills, but we back. So before we left, we were talking about st- black men statistics yeah. or is this black people in general? Men, it's, like it's men. more geared okay. towards men, cool. but there are some more general for the for the entirety of the population. Okay, of cool. People of color. So you gonna, we're going to continue on that? Yeah, let's continue. So awesome. here's something that I found very interesting. This is from 2016 from the CDC. And this is... <laughs> I'll let you kind of kind of jump on this one here in a second, but okay. here's what I what they're saying. Black heterosexual men have a one in twenty lifetime risk to contract HIV, compared to one in one hundred and thirty two for white heterosexual men. For black gay men, one in two or 50% of, of them have the lifetime risk to contract HIV. What are your thoughts on that? I think that the government is listening to me and I better not answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and I'm going back to, you know, and, and this is my opinion and I don't care what nobody else thinks. This is what I think. I okay. think that this is, this is a disease. It is a disease. This is a disease that was manufactured by big pharma. I say big pharma, the government, CDC, somebody. Yeah. And they put it in pockets, specifically pockets of neighborhoods where brown people were. And they're like, we're going to use this as population control. That's just me. But you, you, you say what you want to say. <laughs> I'm going to, unfortunately, agree with you 100%. <laughs> Sadly. Oh, God. Sadly. <laughs> Government, if you're out there listening. We don't mean it. This yeah. is all in jokes. Yeah. We just we just alone. happy to be here. Leave us alone. <laughs> but but it does bring up a, a, a very interesting question. I'm gonna take a little bit of a segue here. So so roll with me. I was thinking the other day, there's a level of responsibility that people in general, but this is black guy therapy, so I'm gonna talk to us. We do not do a good job of being accountable for our bodies. When I was younger, I think about the limits that I would go to just to try to get something. Working hard, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, I'd be willing to get up, get in my car, drive across town. And it makes me ask the question, where did this pursuit come from? Why are we so gung-ho on chasing that hard? Because that's what, that's, the United States is built on consumerism. So everything that's thrown at you every day, if you watch TV, I mean, if you got TV in your house and it's on and there's a commercial showing, it is all about come buy this, come buy that, come buy that, right? Mm -hmm. So Let's be real. The United States depends on consumerism to keep it going. So they're going to continue to bombard you with stuff that you think that you need, that you don't actually need so that you will keep the economy going and keep businesses afloat and keep the rich rich. <laughs> I agree. But let's let's bring it now down. It's kind of down into the weeds a little bit here. How does sex play into that? Now, we know sex sells. Facts. Yeah, no doubt about it. But how did we get so, so invested and, and so addicted to sex that we would be willing to brave the elements, so to speak, to take a chance of being a part of that percentage of the the one in thirty two or one in I'm sorry one in twenty black men that are, are susceptible to HIV in their lifetime? Why do we do that? You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't because because when I hear you ask that question, I immediately go to this. I'm like, well, I don't think we're doing anything different. I don't think black men are doing anything different than than white men or mm -hmm. any other man. Right. Mm -hmm. um, in America. Yeah. That's all I can speak for. That's all I know. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're doing anything different. I think that I think that white men are just as amped up about sex as, yeah. as black men, right? <laughs> like I think yeah. I think all men are just yeah. that's that's the way we are. But um, you know, I, I again, I don't think that there's anything different going on. I just think that you know, again, it goes back to my what I think 
is going on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. So here here's and that's a that's a great point. I cause I agree. I think that it, it's not a sex isn't a, a black man's disease. No. It it is a male condition. I do agree with that. My question more so is to the why. Why is that a male condition? Is it is it simply that the way we're genetically structured, the way our code is built or written, that it is in us, our DNA, to pursue sex all the time? And we're built a little different than than most mammals. Most most mammals have sex to procreate. Mm-hmm. And that's all they do it for, mm-hmm. right? Well, whereas we we are a mammal that does it for pleasure. Now, yeah. obviously, we I guess we're a more evolved mammal because we can think and we have thumbs. Yeah. I, I don't know, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, what is it? What is it that makes us continue to do that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I think that we are again we're, we're create. We are made to create. That is a man and a woman come together. They make a child. Mm -hmm. We are made to create. Mm -hmm. And I think that inherently, like that's, it's just part of us. And you even see it, you know, what people cheating, like, cause even in the wild mammals do it with other mammals to, to make sure that they live on forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The same thing. I, I don't know. No, that's, and it's interesting. That's why I brought it up because there's so many variables that we really can't speak to. Yeah. But the one question I always ask is when I think about um, the risks we take that are associated with sex. Yeah. It's kind of scary when you think about it. And one of the things I always think about is. But are you thinking at that? You ain't when, when you doing when you're taking that associated risk, are you even thinking at that point? And that's where I was going. So the reality is when when Christina had our, our youngest, Milo, yeah, and I was sitting in there in the in the delivery room and it was a C section, and I'm you know, when they when they make the incision, they basically burn the hole, they like use a laser to cut. So you can smell the flesh burning. Okay. That's number one. Now are they awake for that? They're awake. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Lord. Now they're they're given the the medication, yeah. epidurals and whatever else. For some, some choose to do natural birth, so it just depends. Yeah. But in this case, she had an epidural uh, because she was high high probability for a C section, so pretty much a, go- a foregone conclusion she was going to have to have one. But I smelled that. Then I'm looking at the blood, you know, as they're working, and when they pull Milo out, number one, as they're trying to pull her out, they're kind of shaking her so I can see her body moving on the table mm-hmm. and it's, it's a curtain and it's only her head on this side of the curtain, but through the curtain, you can kind of see that yeah. there's movement on the table. And I'm just thinking if I'm a woman, why in the world would I put myself in the position for my life to be this close to being lost over and over and over? And I'm speaking specifically when and, and and it's going to sound like there's this hyper masculine approach yeah. to this conversation. But the reality is, unfortunately, women have to birth the baby. They have to carry the baby. So that yeah. means the risk is predominantly on them. Yeah. They're taking this massive risk. And I'm watching my wife go through this and they pull the baby out. And when they tell me to stand up and, you know, look at the baby, I'm looking down. I can't, you know, it's like yeah. a train wreck about to happen. 
can't help but to look down and see where the cut is and see all inside of her. Yeah. And I'm like, she's really close to death right now. Yeah. How do you continually put yourself in a position to be that close to death? And what is the motivation? Like, is it is it really the feeling? Dude, I think it's an instinct. I think it's you think so? I think it's something you're inherently born with. It's, I think it's a primitive. It it has to be primitive, because think about animals, and I say animals that are insects. The the praying mantis, right? The male praying mantis will have sex with the female, and then and then get his head chewed bit off. off. Yeah, right. Like yeah, it's an. He does it because that's what he knows he has to do. Mm-hmm. Does he know he has to do, does he know that he has to do it? Like consciously, no, but subconsciously, this is what happens. Which right? is instinct. Yeah. Which is instinct. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just instinct. And see, you we brought up the point earlier, what separates us is the opposable thumb and the ability to reason. Yeah. And I'm thinking about as we we consider ourselves to be so intellectually superior and so brilliant and not, not black men, but just the human, yeah. the human population. We are so smart, but we can't pick up on simple concepts. If I continually put myself in this situation, here are the potential results. I'm willing to accept the potential consequence to my action, even though I'm so smart. How are we so smart and so stupid at the same time? And and the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I hear what you're saying about the instinctive nature yeah. of uh, of sex with, yeah. with humanity or mammals in general, but I can't buy it. I can't buy it because we're smart enough to know that if I touch the stove, it's going to burn my hand. So we don't touch the stove. If I'm If I'm a woman and I've got one child with one dude and I make a mistake and have a second child with another dude, why am I making the same mistake in having a third child with a third dude and a fourth with a fourth dude? How does that keep happening? And if I'm a man, how am I having unprotected sex so many times with so many different women? Well, you know, you know what they say? You can't get pregnant after what they say. Black man can't get pregnant after 30. <laughs> so, you know, you ain't got to wear a condom. <laughs> you I've heard never heard that. <laughs> Somebody told me that. I was like, get out of my face. Yeah, that's I mean, you can't get condom. You, you, you 30? No, you can't, after 30, you can't get, can't get pregnant, bro. No, you don't need no condom. So let's do some math. <laughs> my 40th birthday is next week. My daughter's three. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. That's well, a little bit beyond that 30 year. Yeah, mark. I was like, you, uh, you broke the mold. There you go. Exception. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it may have been a, may have been a comedian that said something like that. I don't know. Somebody I heard say that though. Gotcha. I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, I just, I, I've always thought that, not always, but as I got older, I started to look at sex a little different. I looked at it as, as a drug, an addiction just like any other addiction where you do things that don't make sense just to get to it. Yeah. You know, when we think about hard drugs, meth, crack, cocaine, I don't really put it in there because you got a lot of functional coke heads, but those drugs that are really killing people and really have them strung out addicted. Yeah. There's no reasoning. There's no good logic that they can use for why they're chasing it. They're just chasing it. And I feel like that's the same with sex. And my wife and I went to Denver and ran into a monk and I might've mentioned this before, but he gave me this book and it's called easily travel to other planets. And it's uh, based on the Hindu faith. Mm-hmm. And it's talking a lot about our, our ability as an individual to elevate our mind beyond what the status quo is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but that's basically what it's about. And I was looking at sex and I'm like, 
man, we are so addicted and so trapped by this that we can't even get out of our own way. Yeah. The reality is I don't need it to survive, to live. It is not a, 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 a requirement for my survival on the planet outside of procreating and there being a generation after me. So for the human race, yes, Joel, no. Yeah. So why am I putting so much effort and emphasis into something that truly has no benefit on me in the long run? And what I started thinking was, okay, this is what this book is talking about. Being able to mentally evolve to the point where you understand what you need. So tying into diet, exercise, rest, all of these things that are required for me to be healthy and to live a fulfilled life. Sex isn't one of them. So I, I, I kind of feel like it's been put in front of us so much in our communities that it's something that we're supposed to do as men that we just chase it. And the instinct is not built on our, our, our DNA code, but it's built on our neighborhood. Yeah, makes sense. So apparently dopamine, which, which is in your brain that makes stuff feel good, right? Mm-hmm. There is a link between dopamine and a healthy sex drive. So... Maybe you release some dopamine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, I agree. That makes sense. Then, you know, there was also a study, and, and I, I hate it. I, I didn't expect us to go here, so I don't have the stats <laughs> in front of me. I apologize, but I'll look it up and, and maybe bring it up on another episode. There was a study that said the same feeling or the, so, the same release of dopamine that's felt from, from like intercourse mm-hmm. is multiplied. I can't remember the amount by somebody seeing a like on social media for something that they posted. How wild is that? Hold on, say that again. So the same feeling that you feel from sex, yeah. you feel that and some when somebody likes your selfie, basically, to simplify it. Oh, okay. And I thought about that, and I was like, man, people will take 37 pictures in a row to get the perfect selfie. To their standard. Yeah, that's a true statement. I believe that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah, not crazy, that, no, but it is. No, it's not crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, it, and I know I, just, I took us totally left on this, but now that I'm here, it's just, I think about all the things that we're chasing after in life. And I think about what is the true value of the things that we're chasing after? What is the real benefit? Is there any? No say. My Spanish for today, no say. Hey, I just think about that, man. Like now, you you bring that point up, and and if you go deeper, you're like, well, that, if if you start thinking about the things that that led us to that point, right? Because you just brought up, you just brought up a good point. Like, what what is leading me here? And mm-hmm. then when you start doing the research and you see that it's something that's being pushed on you by mm-hmm. somebody else, mm-hmm. does it not change your whole perspective? It should. It should. It, it now. I don't think it does enough. Because, oh yeah. Because again, you cut on the television. Yeah. And it, I, I was laughing. I, I make the comparison all the time, but because I'm a little older, I remember when uh, I Love Lucy was on. I remember that. I remember watching I Love Lucy on Nick at Night. Yeah. So so Lucy and uh, uh, Ricardo had separate twin beds that they slept in. Yep. We went from that. To having full on real sexual, not not real sex, but scenes that were real sex scenes on primetime television. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like to go from there to where we are today, 
where in the world are we going to be tomorrow? So so one of the other things is it used to be the craziest thing ever to see this heterosexual sex scene. Now you have homosexual sex scenes. So you got both of them on national television, primetime television, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. I mean, you got to make commercials. I, I just saw a commercial the other day. It was it was uh, two men kissing mm-hmm. like uh, they were a married couple. Yeah. Right. So if you're not used to seeing that, it's a shock. Yeah, it'll shock you. Now to go back to what we always say, the programming aspect. Yep. If I'm showing this to you prime time and there's a potential or a chance that there are children watching, what if I what is the message that I'm sending to those children? That is okay. And that's not to say that it or it is or it isn't, but we understand the usage of programming. Yeah. Anything that I want to program you with, I'll show it to you in these quick images over and over and over and over again. To the point where it's not surprising, not shocking anymore. That's why it's called a television program. Yep. Because <laughs> they're programming you. Yep. Huh. I'm not, I'm not, the government's listening. I'm not going to say yeah. <laughs> about government and their programming because they're listening. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, it's an interesting world, and, and as we're talking about these statistics that deal specifically with black men, it's, it, the challenge for me has always been the same. Some of this is crap. Some of it is bogus. I know that. But I've lived in my neighborhood long enough to know that some of it ain't. Yep, I agree there, 100%. And, and when I hear the stats dealing with health, mental health, physical health, wellness, I don't think that stuff is that far off. Nah, that's real. And, and I look at look at people every time I leave and I'm going and I'm like, man, so many men are overweight. So many men don't seem to care about their appearance. And I don't know if it I don't know what attributes to that part. But I'm just looking at it, I'm like, how many people when I go to my actual building that I work in, men of color do I see where it looks like they took the time to care about their appearance, whether it is the exercise the diet, not drinking as much pop, yeah. not drinking as much liquor and beer. Yeah. Because those things have calories also. Yeah. A bunch of empty calories. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this because <laughs> I had an old ball coach. He's at Duke now. This coach is at, he's at, he, he's Duke football coach now. But when he was in college, he, he was black and had a little belly on him, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, coach, you fat. We'd always tell him that. Cause all you know, some coaches will get out and they'll work out with the right. with the with the players and right. stuff like that. But I was like, "Coach, you fat," and you know what his response would be? He say, "I ain't fat, son. That's just backed up dick." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay." So I say that to say, when you have people who make statements like that, they're making excuses for themselves and not not to work out or not to take care of themselves. Yep. They'll just say it's something else. Yep. So. Just saying that to kind of let you know it, it's a real thing in our yeah. community. People are really doing these things and not caring for themselves. Now, I haven't seen him in, I don't know, 10 years, but I'm sure he's caring for himself. Yeah. I'm sure he's working out. But, you know, and, and then he might have been trying to be funny. But there's a there's a point to that. Yes. Right. This, this is something that we really are going through. Yes. So, yes. And, and I think what you're saying also is that. Because truth is told in jest, yeah. Sometimes we'll use the comedic impact to take away from the reality. Yep. 
Now, it may have not been backed up what he thought it was, but it's, it's backed, backed up, up something. Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely backed up something. No there. question. No question. So. And I even I even think about uh, in, in college, some of the some of the guys and I'm just thinking to myself, man, when you started here, you were in great shape. You were a ball player. You were playing ball with me. How in that course of because I was only there, I left early. I was only there for two years. In these two years, how did you go from this to this? And now that you're here, how do you bring it back down? And I think we get to that point like it's difficult to to create a habit and to and to build on that routine. Yeah. And that's why I love what we do, man, because it's probably been like three months, three, four months that we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been on it. And and I'm just thinking about some of these other folks. I'm like, man, there's a convenience factor. The workout facility is in Todd's garage. Yeah. There's a convenience factor <laughs> there. I don't have to drive to a gym across town. So there's that piece right there. So you don't I, have to pay for nothing. And that, which is a blessing because yeah. the brother work you out like a real PT. <laughs> but I, I just think like, man, there are some legitimate things that take place that can impact or impede somebody's ability to get to that desired result. That's fact. Yeah. But how much do you want something different? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I have not seen enough of in my culture. I hear so many people make these same goofy remarks Man, I just, man, I'd rather, man, I can't, I don't feel like doing all that. I can't be doing all of this and covering it in jest. And a friend of mine, Jamar, was actually on the show. We used to work out every day downtown. We used to run around downtown over there by Titan Stadium and and do these workouts. And people would always ask us questions because people love the thought of working out. Yeah. And they love to talk about it and ask you for for tips and things. But then when it comes to really doing it, they got all the excuses in the world. And I've always thought that was interesting. Like, why do you even bother to ask me about this type of health if you really don't want it? Make like, them feel good about themselves. Just. Ain't that crazy? That's all it takes yep. is for somebody to act like they care. And that's what they need just to get through the day, maybe, or maybe the two next two days. And so you won't talk about them, you know, because because they're trying to show you I'm I'm going to work on it. Yeah. But, you know. Good call. I think that's because I get a lot of, even at work, I get, but then again, at work, I'm I'm one of the fitness coordinators so i do have people come up to me and talk about nutrition and stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm not the best i'm not a nutritionist by any means but i can tell you what i do and what works for me and then you can take that and do what you want with it right and tweak so yep um but yeah it's i don't know it's interesting however we're running out of time so okay yeah and and quick story before we get to final thoughts it was a girl i used to work with and um, i remember one day she came up to me and was like hey can you help me put together a workout plan? And I was like, for what? And so she's, and I was like, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I don't feel like putting in the time. Yeah. Because I know that as soon as I put in all this effort trying to help you out, the next day you're gonna have a reason why you can't do it. Yep. So before I do any of that, just come out and work out with me. Just come with me. And if I see a consistent pattern, then we'll work on something specific catered to you because obviously, we got different bodies. You may have a different body part you want yeah. to focus on. That's cool. We can, we can, I'm not about to do all that work for you for nothing. Makes sense. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, all right. We got final thoughts here. You want to, you want to go? No, you go, man. All right. I'll go first. Yeah. So my mom started following the show. Okay. On Instagram. Nice. Hey mom. 
No, you're listening now. Hey, mom. <laughs> no, you're listening now. That's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, we need to start taking we need to start taking better care of ourselves. I mean, obviously, we you saw or you didn't see, but you heard where we fall in in a lot of statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to do better. Yeah. And if we if and now that we know better, because you you pointed it out, now we know better. We can do better. Uh, should should do better. Yeah. Now, I don't know if we will, but we we'll try. Yeah. We hope so. Yeah, and and I'll piggyback off of that. I mean, the reality is death and, and, you know, your mortality is real. Now, while you're here, how do you want to live? Do you want to be confined to being only able to do certain things, only be able to wear certain things, can't really have fun and do stuff like some of the other folks because you're, you're ashamed or physically you can't? Yeah. While you're here. You might as well in, enjoy what is here and available to you. Oh, no doubt about it. And that, that, that brings me. Did you see what Lizzo had on at the game, the Lakers game the other night? No. She she had on a um, like a t-shirt with with the ass out, and then she was like twerking on the on the on the jumbotron, which leads me to another thing for another episode. So we'll talk about that next time. But just that image like oh i can be this this is me but even you being you is not healthy like given if you want to be here for a while right Right, so lizzo if you're listening i love you and i love what you're doing and i love that you that you're doing the good body image but i don't know We, we need to we just need to work we need to be better on ourselves we need to work on ourselves a little bit more yeah and she making she and she's doing a lot of good things and I'm glad that she is helping um with you know body image stuff. Okay. But even then, even with that body image stuff, we, we still gotta we gotta be healthy. Yes. We gotta be healthy. Yeah. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to down her or anything, but we gotta be healthy. Yeah. Okay. We gotta do better. So how much time we got? Two minutes. Two minutes. I'll do this quick then. And we do need to make this another episode because this is yeah. this is a great, great topic. One of the ones that stand out to me, Monique, as a comedian for years, made her living off of what? Big girl jokes. Big girl jokes. Then yeah. what happened with Monique? She got skinny. Man, why did she do that? Got healthy. So it's it's this weird thing, to your point. Lizzo is, and I don't I don't know about this, yeah. the first time I'm hearing about it, but Lizzo, that's no different to me than what Monique was doing. Monique knew deep down that she didn't like the way she looked. Mm-hmm. She knew it wasn't healthy. But she did not have the fortitude to make a change, whatever that meant, whether it was mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever it is. I don't know what it was, but she wasn't capable of making that change until her family, friends and some other close associates. They did an intervention for her. Did you know about this? I didn't know about that. Did an intervention. Told her, you got to lose weight. Huh. We might have to go into that another day. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So, so Lizzo, same thing. Don't allow the the current societal standards that we live in, where it says whatever you are, however you looked, everything is great. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. You want to be the best version in the most healthy version, and that doesn't mean weighing 115 pounds. Right. It just means that if you weigh 215 pounds and you're five two, it's probably not a good look. Exactly. Well. We ain't got nothing else to say. So with that, uh, God bless you. And uh, we out. Peace.